Does anyone else need a cocktail? I am on the inside like, oh my god. And you are, you are just an A-plus host. <laughs> I tell people. It was something like mother of alcohol, breaker of hearts. <laughs> I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence, you know? Greetings, Earthlings, I suppose. Unless... <laughs> Someone's an Auburn Earth who fucking brought COVID here. Get out. So I have a lot of things to talk about, actually, before I introduce my guest. But I'm feeling really overwhelmed, so I'm going to try and do it one at a time. Okay. First of all, really big news. This podcast is being recorded virtually, which is pretty much the biggest W that the pandemic has seen. And like I was saying to my guest earlier today, even though this was very strenuous and stressful and I'm horrible with technology... I am nothing if not in completely over my head. Secondly, I have two very spicy things in front of me right now. The first being the cocktail of the show, a classic spicy margarita, which I'll come back to. And the second being Miss Sam Dahl, who is our guest today. Holler. Sam, where are you recording from right now? My bedroom. You know how it is. COVID life. I sure do. That's basically <laughs> where I've spent my last year. Yeah, bedroom. same. It is I what mean. it is. It's especially when you're in the arts where you don't even like <laughs> have get a job. Justify, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like justify having an office space. No, definitely no office in this house. And if there is an office, like my boyfriend gets to have it because he's like in tech and makes money. <laughs> I love that you have a boyfriend that's in tech and makes you money. Uh, you need to like there can't be two people in the arts it's a shit show unless no. one of them is successful in which case I guess you'd be jealous of them so then you then you can't have two people in the arts I, I just could, decided I literally have said this to people before that I could never date another artist unless it was a little bit different like if someone was doing something really different for me like rapping or I don't know or even like painting acting. yeah yeah <laughs> but some like or, le- or like an athlete I could date because it's just like such different wavelengths that I would never be envious of their success. Yeah, I'm touch and go on athletes just because I feel like all of my friends, like when we were younger, all of my friends dated athletes and it was just like not a good scene. Like it was not the way to go. So it depends. Sometimes you can find a good athlete. <laughs> I don't know if I should have said that. I such actually- a blanket <laughs> statement on athletes. <laughs> okay, but let's be real, especially particularly in Toronto. Has anyone dated a good athlete? Like, actually, you know what? My friend Christine is dating a good athlete, and I actually think that... And and my friend Keisha is also dating a good athlete. But other than that, no. No one has dated a good athlete. I if don't you, think ever. If you listen to my first episode, my my guest literally talks about how she wrote a song about her shit show relationship with an athlete. Like, Oh, yeah. What kind of athlete was he? Hockey? I don't know. Oh, do you know, though, secretly? And you're I just d- not yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I do know. I edited okay. it out of the okay. podcast. Because I, oh, I didn't okay. want to, I honestly didn't want to give it away. And like, I also didn't want to, I don't know, expose him for only drinking Dasani water, which is pretty <laughs> Yeah, I heard about that. That's whack. Yeah, that is like very whack serial killer shit. Okay, let me introduce you now. We can get into this hectic shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go okay. on. So before me, I see the grunge pop queen or mistress of your dreams. Or nightmares, actually. It could be nightmares, depending on the vibe. Mm -hmm. This lady is a magical songwriter from Toronto who has been pursuing her dreams for the last 
three or four years? Four? Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Sam Dahl, who is this lovely lady who's joined me today, is pretty much the coolest expressionist I think I know who's active in the world right now. Wow, that's high praise. I love that. Well, I mean, I got to like get you Thank into you. it, right? Um, you have tunes on Spotify, Apple Music, the whole nine yards. Um, and a few of them are pretty up there. They've been promoted by Spotify, done pretty well for themselves, like upwards of a couple hundred thousand plays sometimes who knows yeah, sometimes only growing <laughs> slowly but yeah <laughs> it still counts yeah every listen counts you've also uh made short films well i made one short film like you know i'm like i'm always trying to make that second short film but you know life gets in the way and something that's really actually kind of cool about sam is that Although she's active as a musician, I would say that's where you have your biggest fan base or following and kind of what you're pursuing the most actively. You've said this before, and I think it's something that's really true about you is that you're not just a songwriter, you're just a writer. Mm -hmm. You're very multifaceted in the way you release content, Yeah, I guess you could say. For sure. I mean, I uh, like music, I just thought I'd have the best shot at because I was in the music business prior to being a musician. So I'm like, I know some people I can get this shit done. Like I was like... I'm going to be fucking famous if I'm a musician. Was it my first choice? Definitely not. Like, ideally, <laughs> I do, like I like making music and I have a good time, but it's also kind of like a lonely process, as I'm sure you know. It's not like the same as doing something that involves like hanging out with people every day or a project that's more social. So, I mean, writing in general is just lonely. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I Like, ideally, I'd be like working on like a movie or a tv show where like a lot of people can collaborate because like it's like i write a song alone sad and then i go to the studio my producer's there also kind of sad we make it it takes hours and then we release it and then the release day is also sad i'm just like what the fuck is this choice i've made i cannot tell you how much i identify with you saying that it's a lonely process i literally had a meltdown like a week and a half ago about how like it's so hard figuring out how to like make demos by yourself and like working. You put all this money into like equipment and there's no one there you to feel help like you a fucking out. loser too. You're like, okay, now I'm just like trying so hard. It's got to be perfect. It's like for who, bitch? No one cares about what you're doing. <laughs> Before we get way off the deep end in conversing about your career, which I look forward to doing, and about how you're 30 and you feel like a failure, that's always a fun topic too. I. <laughs> I did get some feedback from my last podcast and people wanted me to delve a little bit more into the cocktail side of it. And obviously this is virtual, which mm -hmm. is a really big hindrance in sharing a cocktail with someone. I know. I know. It is so unfortunate. But just know that as someone who was a Mexican waitress, I guess I shouldn't say it like that, a waitress <laughs> at a Mexican <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> I know all about spicy margaritas. Okay. Before me, I have a spicy margarita. I kind of touched on this. I picked a spicy margarita because Sam is basically the spiciest person I've ever met in my entire life. Arriba. And like since you were a child, mm. just a, a spicy individual, Thank which is you. hilarious. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's only gotten more intense. Yeah. Fuck. In a good way, though. Thank you. I mean, I could definitely debunk that myth for you about my confidence at a later date. But finish talking about your drink. <laughs> What's in it? Oh, wow. Okay. So I put tequila, and I'm broke, so I put... Sousa? Yeah. Oh, you, you're, like, crazy. <laughs> Drinking gasoline. <laughs> I'm also alone. There's no one here. Oh, my. my. boyfriend is not home, so I'm just drinking tequila alone. 
<laughs> and it's a Wednesday. So whatever that says about me, I don't know. Nothing. Days don't matter in the pandy. They actually do not. That's a very good point. How'd um, you make it spicy? So I put some jalapenos in it. Oh, just like the peppers, like just fucking went for it. Yeah. I put a so, pepper in there. Okay. So I made it with tequila and then simple syrup, which I made. And I don't usually add sweetener to drinks. I don't really like sweet drinks, but it called for a lot of lime juice. So I knew it was going to be really tart. And I was like, yes. I, I got to have something. And then a splash of orange juice. Genius. Yes. And, you did a good job with what you had. And um, salt. So Perfect. And it's honestly really good. The spiciness brings out the lime really nicely. And I'm a very sour person. Mm, love that. <laughs> love the correlation. <laughs> and you're a very spicy person. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect cocktail. It is so the perfect If only cocktail. we were in person and if we could only. drink them together. I mean, to be fair, I would not have drank in Sousa. But I probably would have brought <laughs> Maybe some. Maybe it isn't Sousa. Yeah, well, don't lie. It's Sousa. You're drinking Sousa. That's okay. That's I'm going to okay. go take a picture of this bottle because I don't think it is. But I don't know tequila brands very well. I don't okay, just tequila. send it to me later. Is it like El Humidor? Whatever. You know what? Send it to me later and then I can roast you about that later. I appreciate it. I do need to be educated on my tequila endeavors. Okay. So the cocktail is good. It's quite limey, obviously, because most of it is lime. As you would expect. Um, but what's fun is I got a cocktail shaker for Christmas. So I got to actually like shake it and make it beautiful and delicious and everything. And Nothing simple syrup elite. is also. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sam's making fun of me because I say elite a lot and I started texting <laughs> it to her a while ago. And she was like, what the fuck are you saying? It was out of context because the first time she used it to me was saying like, your dog is elite. And I was like, what? It, stuff's a little bit younger than me. You know, like I can't keep up with these kids. I don't know what they're saying anymore. Like I, I look at the TikTok. I'm like. What's happening? I look at the TikTok. I'm I'm with it on the TikTok. I see I see all the different words I don't recognize. Also, Sam's not even 29 yet. So when she says that she's 30 earlier, she's turning 29 on Monday. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 you know what I'm getting used to. I'm just getting used to saying it because I don't want to be surprised. I don't want to sneak up on me. (laughs) And you're like, I'm past my prime childbearing years. Yeah, exactly. Like I give a Mm. fuck about that, but yeah, my boyfriend does. That is so fair. Big retweet. Okay. Legitimately, Sam, I have the biggest aversion to pregnancy of anyone you will ever meet in your fucking life. Like, literally, people talk about it so nonchalant. Like, I can't even hear about it. People are posting, like, pregnancy announcements and their pictures of their bellies and maternity shoots. And, like, the worst is when people are, like, in a hospital down about to give birth to their baby or, like, right after they give birth. I'm like, I don't want to see that. That makes me physically disgusted not yeah. because you didn't do an amazing thing but because pregnancy scares the fuck out of me and i Honestly, cannot be confronted with it like this it's also stupid that like we just accept pregnancy is it is a normal thing and not like a sci-fi alien versus predator thing like humans growing humans inside their bodies and then if you get a c-section you cut the human out of the other human like don't tell me that's normal shut up <laughs> Okay, we need to move away from pregnancy or I yeah, will have go a panic on. attack on yeah, this go, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm Lead just gonna the way. I'm just gonna get right into it. Okay. So you said that you started in music. You decided to pursue songwriting of sorts because you were already in the industry. I worked for a booking agent company. Like you signed artists and then you sent them on tour. Ideally, you'd like book their tours for them and you know do all that admin shit. <laughs> I also did a job like that a couple of years ago for a musical and I had to go to auditions and stuff. And I was like, 
I am literally better than some of you people here. The worst fucking feeling. The worst feeling. It's just like the envy, the curtain envy when you're on the other side of the curtain. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I could be there. Yeah, you think you can be there and then you get overly caught. I thought that all the time. I was like signing artists and I was like, fuck, I could literally run circles around these artists. I'm more interesting. I have a better sound. I have a better grasp on the fucking songwriting language like I was just like so cocky and then I was like you know what fuck it I'm gonna quit and do it because I know everybody in the industry like I've got connections I'm fucking hot I'm young turns out not that young for what I wanted to do because I was already 24 and I didn't release my album till I was 25 which as we were discussing before we started recording is like late in the game in the music industry these days you're basically an old widow if you start at 25 exactly like might as well be fucking dead so I was like okay I don't know why I'm doing this but I guess I am and then it turned out to like not be as easy because something um happened like shit started taking off that I just wasn't hip to like I like like different sounds were taking off that I wasn't interested in like especially Mm -hmm. Toronto started to grow like a really urban scene and when I was in university which now was 10 years ago like it was very indie hipster like and all those bars closed and now it's like a scene that I didn't recognize and realized yeah. that I was not a part of and my music wasn't a part of it either. So I like got so discouraged about that. I'm like, wow, it doesn't matter that I know all these music people in Toronto because they're not looking to sign this kind of music anymore. How are you going to know like TikTok was going to be a thing and then fucking people are going to like literally like touch each shoulder and they're going to get famous for and call it a dance and boom, they're famous. I'm like, what the fuck is life right now? <laughs> it's so different. I literally get it. I swear to God, I make reels occasionally on my music Instagram uh-huh. just to gain like four followers every time I do it. It's, it's like so instant. sad. Like you're like, oh my God, I'm doing this like really lame shit. And don't get me wrong. There's tons of good, interesting content. Like I'm sure you've seen that like guy that produced that song about internet drama. No. Oh my God. Okay. I will that sounds you like something I want to know about it's though. It's so funny. He literally just reads some internet drama, but he produces a song as he reads it and it's fucking hilarious. Anyway, he's like blowing up now. He's oh, like, I have seen that guy. No, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think his name's like Lubalin or something. I don't know how to say it, but anyway, he's like <laughs> killing it right now and well-deserved. He like obviously is talented and it took that medium for him to get exposed. So like yeah. good for him. Props. But otherwise there's so much shit that I'm like, oh my God, I do not get why this is popular and because I don't get it I won't be successful because I can't mimic it I can't mirror it because I don't fucking get it I think it's stupid so I'm not gonna do it (laughs) it's so fucking hard editing a a video to the extreme that some of these bitches edit their fucking videos on a phone like you're like clicking things like I I can like edit shit on my computer of course I can photoshop I can lightroom whatever on a phone I'm like I have no idea what to click I'm gonna click 300 things I have the thumbs the size of Jupiter like (laughs) yeah I can't do it yeah I know me neither I actually have no idea how to use TikTok and I've tried like a few times like following trends and I just do one trend and I'm like okay so I just copied a video that like 20 other people or 20 fucking millions of other people did and why is it getting views what do people do they watch one video and then they want to watch all the videos that are the same as that like it's honestly goes against everything I believe in on a fucking <laughs> spiritual level. I have to reject the notion of TikTok. No, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like everything you learn about pursuing art is to be original. And none yes. of that fucking shit is original or it doesn't it, feel it, original. And it's not supposed to be either. Like obviously like there's certain like dances or whatever that are supposed to be original. But then like the point is to get a bunch of people to copy them. So I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what yeah. Is- I don't get it. 
I'm going to take this in a whole new direction now. Not that I don't love shit talking TikTok. Mm -hmm. So you have your own identity as Sam Dahl, a persona you built up to release music under and create a certain sound, brand yourself, et cetera. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you have also toured with another band. Oh, did I? Did, did you? I do that? Did you? Can you um? Can you enlighten the listeners who you went on tour with and what your role was and why it was the most fucking cool thing I ever saw in my life? Okay, <laughs> so I'm almost done my margarita. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't even have a drink with me because I'm like, fuck, I should like stop drinking every day. But whatever. We'll <laughs> I literally <laughs> got wine drunk last night. And I'm, now like, I'm drinking tequila by myself. Literally okay. every day this year, I've been fucking wasted. But anyway, wasted. <laughs> I don't get wasted. That was the biggest boost of my life. Like I have like a drink a day. Like I haven't been wasted since my fish's funeral in 2017. But anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Basically, who I okay. went on tour with was um, a 90s band from Toronto called Prozac. And they have like so many fun 90s hits and I was like obsessed with them when I was little and basically like one of my friends at Feldman where I used to work before like the booking agency I worked at was like oh Prozac's going on tour and they need a hype woman like just to be like yes and like shoot beach balls and shit like into the crowd I was like yeah I'm fucking in for that so I sent a bunch of videos through their agent never heard back and I was like fuck I really want to do that that just sounds like so fun so I messaged them on Twitter and I messaged them on Facebook and I was like Prozac (laughs) hit me back like whatever and they told me that their agent didn't give them any of the videos that I sent in. So thank <gasps> God I messaged them on Instagram or like whatever, not Instagram. Thank God like, you fangirled up their DMs. Yeah, I was like Prozac at Prozac on Twitter. I have like one tweet in 2019. <laughs> it's like, I want to go on tour with you guys. I fucking love you. And then, yeah. So then they were like, can you send a video of yourself dancing to strange disease in your bedroom? And I was like yeah so i go up to my bedroom <laughs> and i film it on my laptop did they specifically ask for your bedroom no i specifically okay, I was gonna offered be like, that's my bedroom creepy no they actually you know what's funny i did the original tape like in a bra not a bra but like a sports bra and like kind of like your pants. merch kind of like my merch yeah and they like <laughs> the guy messages me back he's like hey can you do it with a shirt on because we want to see more about the personality and not just like exploiting yourself and i was like <laughs> But that's all I know, Daddy. Anyway, so then I put a shirt on. <laughs> then I put a shirt on and did it again. And literally, those videos were so fucking cringe. Like it was just me being like, "I got a strange disease," and like fucking jumping around, like literally horrendous. To the point where, like Annie, like my best friend who I was living with at the time, was like, "Can I see that video?" And I was like, "It's not even. It's not even at the point where it's funny between friends. It's so fucking horrible." Somehow they call me back. They're like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna offer you the tour." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> And that's how it happened. That's how dreams come true. And then you just went on tour with them. And then I went on tour with them and I'm a, I have horrible anxiety and am a nervous flyer. So I'm not kidding when I tell you I had <laughs> diarrhea the <laughs> entire tour, the entire tour. Like, I don't think you understand the week leading up nervous, the fucking flight there. Um, I'm flying to Vancouver to do a show I've never done before with a dude I haven't met and on top of it (laughs) it's my first live show I think that show was like it was sold out and I'm like like literally I'd never done the show before so I was on a plane to go do something I didn't want to do knowing that when it was over I had to get on another plane like I was just like fuck this this this, (laughs) like I, I was like what have I gotten myself into I literally had diarrhea for a week straight yep 
Oh my god. Yeah, and you know what's fucking crazy? Get this. Oh my god, this is the craziest part. <laughs> fucking get home, and I get a fever so bad that I faint, faint at my house, and I've never fainted before in my life. So I fucking faint. I go to the doctor the next day. They do some tests. They're like, "Oh, you have a kidney stone." So I'm like, "You're trying to tell me that I did this whole tour thinking I had nervous diarrhea, but actually I had a fucking kidney stone? That's the most rock and roll shit I've ever heard." <laughs> And I did the whole tour with that stone man, just rocking out. Did you keep it as like a memorabilia for the no, tour? No, honest, no, it shrunk by itself. I did not have to pass a kidney stone, thankfully. <laughs> That'd be so Oh my up. God. I didn't even know that you could do that. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, they can shrink by themselves. You can shoot them with a laser or you can piss them out. And the best option is it shrinking by itself, which mine did. Thank God. So yeah, that's unrelated to my tour. You can cut <laughs> that out if you want. But <laughs> kidney stone is staying in. Okay, great. Yeah, like so- I said grunge pop queen from your nightmares yeah nightmares the diarrhea and the kidney stone <laughs> fall under that fucking category are you jeweling yes <laughs> and you think you're not hip with the times oh please everybody's over jewels now they're all on like you know cannabis there is a moment you posted about on instagram that i would like you to enlighten the audience about when you were in the dressing room with prozac oh yeah so like when we got to vancouver like in between me having diarrhea we're sitting in the dressing room and like the opener was always like a 90s dj because prozac is a 90s band so it was always they were just like spinning like fun 90s and 2000s tracks and if you get down on me i'll get down on you by b44 came on and we were like dancing to like we were grooving in the change room because it was like right next to the stage and i'm like oh fuck banger and then they go this is our song and i thought they meant like this is our song. Like we jammed to this before every show, which I thought was already funny because they're like two grown men. And I was like, what? And they're like, no, this is literally our song. We wrote it. And I was like, okay, so you gave B44 their only hit. <laughs> <laughs> and they were telling me that when they brought it to, I guess, I think it was Sony. They were like, okay, this is this song we wrote is as a joke. It's called, if you get down on me, I'll get down on you. And they were, and, um, there's a line in it where it's like, and I'm going to make you come tonight. And it just ended there. And Sony was like, you cannot leave the song like that. So that's why they <laughs> added that like over to my house because they couldn't release it without that line. <laughs> but it wasn't there initially. And then I was like going on stage like that was my first time going on stage with them. And I was like, you guys are fucking legends. <laughs> Whoa, that's actually so sick. It was so sick. They've actually written like a lot of cool songs. And actually, I think Prozac started like as a band because they were like just fucking around. Right? They were in another band called the Philosopher Kings and they hated each other. And one of them punched the other one out. Like they Wait, literally the, the two guys who are in Prozac. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they wow. were in the Philosopher Kings and they like got in a fist fight in Montreal and their <sighs> manager was like, you guys need to settle your differences. Like you need to write together because you're like going to fuck the band up because you hate each other so much. So they were like fucking around, I think writing songs for Ace of Base. And as a joke, they put on these accents and literally like they said it was like a classic like 90s scenario. Like they were like fucking around like with these accents, making some dumb songs and like a record exec poked his head through the window and was like, you guys want a record deal? And they were like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) Why does that happen to us, Sam? What the fuck? They even told me they're like, it does not work like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Definitely not. That is not a thing anymore. They're like, hey, it's y'all the most want a record deal? Story. Yeah, they're just like you. You folks are good. You kids are good. You want a record deal? They were like, yeah, all right. You know what else that was amazing that happened in the '90s? We were born, so you're welcome to everyone. Yeah, the '90s were a good year for births for sure. So, you released your first EP called Was it called Loser Drunk? Yeah, 
It's called Lucy Sparks. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2016? 2017, yeah. Following that, you started releasing more singles. Mm Mm-hmm. With a notable response to your song, Your Turn, and Bad Like Me. Um, Honestly, Your Turn gets stuck in my head so fucking often. Yeah, I think that... I honestly... That's why, yeah. it, that's why it did the best, because I that's not my favorite song at all. And no. yeah, I, I like actually didn't want to put it out. And we played a show at the... The fuck is it called? Cameron House, me and my producer... And we had yeah. the, like none of the songs were done, so we did them all like acoustic. And after I did that song, which I honestly wasn't even gonna play at the show, that's how much I didn't like that song. And then after like I played it at the show, I had like maybe like fifty people come up to me after, being like, "What was that song?" With the pick up the phone line, and I was like, "All right, well, turns out we're gonna have to release it as a single because people like it." But I was not into it at all. Whoa! Yeah, I love that one. Thank you, thank you. I now like it because. I realize it's obviously better than I think it is, but like, yeah, yeah, it definitely was not my favorite at all. It's always nice when a song does well for you. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I like you because you're 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 doing something for me here. Yeah, for sure, definitely happy for. Like, I like the song now <laughs> again because it it is actually one of the only songs that has paid me. So I definitely <laughs> I definitely respect that song now. It actually got put in a movie this year. Like, some cool shit happened what? with that song. Yeah, my what friend, movie? It's called Jump Darling. It's like a movie about, I think, drag queens. I haven't seen it, but my friend pitched it. My friend is like an audio producer or something. I don't know. <laughs> and he pitched it and they selected it. So like some cool shit happened with your turn. So of all of the songs that you've released, do you have a favorite? Um, You know, Steph, they're all so good, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually it's, I think whipped sonically is like one of my favorites just because like that's more my sound it's kind of like 80s like like rock kind of ballad type shit which I kind of like but probably my favorite song I've ever written is probably loser drunk because uh I don't know I just like it (laughs) loser drunk yeah actually and whipped they're both obviously about a relationship where you're just like not having a good time yes or having a great time, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> very good way. Very good point. Um, is there some tea to be spilled on those songs? Oh, hell yeah. I'll spill all the tea because like time has passed and we're all healed now. So basically, all my songs are written about two people. My first album um, was written about my first boyfriend, Stu, who you met. I do know Stu. Classic. Like, literally classic. Like, I was, like, 20 years old, and he, like, started dating. He, like, left me for another girl. So, like, that whole album was just, like, eh. All my best songs are written about my second boyfriend, whose name was Alex. And he, like, he <laughs> was such good inspo. Can't even tell you. But Loser Drunk was written just about, like, a feeling, like, when you just are getting drunk all the time in university and, like, just doing the same shit, and, like, then you graduate university and you're still doing that same shit, like, the years kind of, like, right after university where you're, like, oh, my God, like, am I ever gonna change? You call the same guy again and you're just, like, drinking the same shit and you feel like shit the next day and you're just, like, I wonder when I'll stop this cycle I inflict on myself and you simply don't. (laughs) Do you have a process for writing songs? What, What goes on? Um... No, I'll just think of like a cool word, like loser drunk. I just knew that I liked the word loser drunk before I even wrote the song. I was Shut just, the fuck up. Are you serious? Yeah, I just thought that this was is like, how I write music. Really? I literally do this too. 
You're I just, just like wrote cool a whole words. song. Yeah, a hundred. I have a list in my phone of cool, cool words. Cool words or sentences, right? Like, and you're yeah, like, that's cool. Stop. That sounds pretty sick. Like, it has like a texture, a color. And you're like, I can work with this. Yeah, exactly. The only thing, yeah, like same with whipped. Like when I wrote whipped, I was like, I, I knew a year before I wrote whipped, I was like, my next song or my next album is gonna be called whipped because that's just a cool fucking word. And then that's I how. love that. That that's, is literally like. I wrote the sentence, um, say hi for me to your new brunette, like yeah. months before I wrote the song. Yeah. And then you're like, like, that'll fit somewhere. That's pretty cool. I like sang it in my car one day, recorded on my phone, and I was like, that's the hook. Like, yeah. Whatever. I And I texted my sister that day, and I said, my first single that I'm ever releasing is called New Brunette. That's yeah. so cool. I was literally explaining this process to my boyfriend the other day. I love that this is so similar. We yes. should write a song together one Ooh, day. We should just come up with two cool sentences and then put them together. And then, Oh, my God. That. That's pre-chorus and chorus. Yeah, that's it. Boom. I really suck at writing choruses, I will say. Like, it sucks because, like, every time I come up with a good idea, I'm like, oh, that'll be cool. But how's the chorus going to go? Like, I don't <laughs> fucking know. So, it's because I think you're a bridge girl. I think that you... Yeah, you get bridge the bridge, mm. the cool, weird hook, lyrical genius. Like there is so much opportunity in a bridge that I think is not taken advantage of in a lot of songs, you know? Yeah, totally. The bridge has to slap. A hundred percent. Like when I was writing my my next album I'm coming out, I was like, I want each of the bridges to be like the most important or best part or like really substantial part of the song yes like i don't want anyone to overlook these bridges like, no these bridges they're not just here for the structure honey they're here for the fun they're here for the tune they're not getting you from point, point a, a to point b yeah they're <laughs> they you're gonna feel it on yeah. that bridge this is the journey and the destination <laughs> exactly okay so you find a cool word find a cool word then i go and then I like say the word a bunch of times and I'm like uh how will I put that in a thing or like sometimes like I'll have like a whole sentence that like much like the word thing or like what you were just saying like same thing like for hardcore romantic I wrote the whole song around a line that was just like are you really gonna go your whole life without touching me which is literally just a line I thought in my head about a guy who had a girlfriend that we were always like flirty and I was like is he really never gonna fuck me ever like he's gonna marry this girl have this flirtation with me and literally go his whole life never even knowing what it would have been like and that's what that song's about did you guys ever fuck nope he no 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 he's like a serious long-term girlfriend like there's <gasps> no fucking way they'll ever break up type shit and i remember just thinking like you like i don't expect you to like leave your girlfriend for me but like how do people have the like mental um strength to be like I'm just never going to fuck anyone else again. That's it. Like, I'm happy and that's I it. And I'm know. never going to wonder. I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. But here we are doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're literally doing it. Angelina Jolie has a quote being like, I want to taste everybody in the world before I die. And I heard that when I was 18. And I'm like, I've never related to something more. Wow. And I've just chosen to do this because i love joe and it's like obviously like this was the good trade-off but that feeling like yeah. has never gone away i completely understand that mm -hmm. it's just like is this it like that scares me but not not in a oh i want to cheat on him way but like in a like i can't believe i can't believe it like i can't yeah. believe like what <laughs> like if we get married that's actually it 
what? Like, I feel like I'm so young. Like, what the fuck happened? Where are these fun questions? I am here. We're moving. Okay. Wait. Do you want to tell me the weird fact about yourself first? Is that a thing? I texted you about it. Okay. We'll skip it. Sam? Oh, wait. I got to choose whatever weird fact I want. Okay. Here's one. Weird fact. Probably. I, I don't know how weird this is, but it might be more normal than you think, but... Basically, my weirdest quirk probably is that to fall asleep at night, I watch um, medical videos of like practice exams, like nurses giving practice exams for like abdominal, (laughs) abdominal, (laughs) how the fuck do you say that word? Are you trying to say abominable snowman? I thought maybe I was, but I think I'm actually trying to say abdominal, abdomen, abdominal. Yes. You watch nurses stick their fingers in people's Mm -hmm. tummies. They don't do that, Stephanie, you freaking ignorant loser. They fucking palpate the stomach. They check for lesions. I'm sure your sister could tell you all she about it. She probably could. She's a doctor. Yeah, that's right. She does exams like this all the time. So, yeah, I watch a lot of shit like that. A lot of palpation videos <laughs> to lull me into a slumber. Okay. And I fucking love this it. This might be a big thing to say, but because this is the second episode, <laughs> I think that's the weirdest <laughs> fact I'm ever going to get on this you show. Think? <laughs> oh my god i doubt it give me another I one give it. me another one okay quick story i'm outside the soho house i'm 19 years old I'm fucking smoking cigarettes being cool as hell i was with the band muse because they just played a show and i knew someone who knew them so we went back to soho house with them i'm outside smoking with them i think i'm the coolest bitch alive <laughs> Kiefer sutherland comes around the corner he's not wearing a jacket but it's winter and he's shivering he's very cold and <laughs> so cold in fact that it was notable like he was literally shivering and he comes up and he's Are like you sure he wasn't like tweaking out? tweaking out honestly like like time has erased many things from my mind so i'm not 100 percent sure like what the vibe was but i'm pretty sure he wasn't tweaking out i'm pretty sure he was just very cold which you would be in a snowstorm in canada yeah so okay continue he, that's what so anyway he's like who's got a cigarette and someone <laughs> gives him a cigarette and he's like shivering like ridiculously and i go where's your jacket and he's like who the fuck are you and i'm like "Uh." (laughs) and he goes you're fucking trouble i can see it in your fucking eyes and then he grabbed his like the back of his hand and he just kind of like backhanded me in the throat he just went boom in the back of the throat and i'm like like, what the fuck just happened and the and the band is going chill chill and he goes you think you're so cool because you're with the muse and I was like, do you mean Muse? And yes, I <laughs> do, Kiefer Sutherland. I do. Fucking, well, yeah, obviously I do look at me. I'm like fucking 40 years younger than you. Like, <laughs> get out of here. And anyway, he like goes inside and everybody's like, are you OK? Kiefer Sutherland just like punched you in the throat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But that guy's like Looney Tune. And then I was like scared when I was in Soho. So I'm like, is he going to try and like throw down fisticuffs? Like, does he, is he going to attack me on the way to the bathroom? Like, I was like nervous. And then three years later, I'm walking home from school and I'm like pigtails in, backpack on, like walking back to my apartment and I pass Soto Soto and Kiefer Sutherland standing outside Soto Soto smoking and I pass him and we make eye contact and he goes, hey, and I'm like, hi. And then I just keep walking and I'm like, there's no way he didn't recognize me. But if I didn't know better that he wasn't like he's an absolute alcoholic, right? Like this guy's (laughs) like an incoherent drunk. If I didn't fucking know better, I would have thought that he was like 
That's the girl I throat punched at that after the Muse concert three years ago. (laughs) Exactly. But now I'm like 23. Like I'm a woman now, Kiefer. Like how would he possibly recognize me? I don't know. (laughs) He's like my arch nemesis and he doesn't even know. I think he knows. I tell everybody the story. I don't care who asks. I was up at Marty Short's cottage. Like my friend, like, you know, Halen is obviously married to Henry. And I literally told Martin Short that story. I was like, tell all your friends. I don't care. He's crazy. like i don't even care if this circulates in your circle of like martin short is repeating any story i say but anyway, i told him i was like want to hear a fucked up story about keeper Sutherland?" and he goes that's awful <laughs> let's just be clear if anyone ever says no to that like they're what's wrong dumb. with them that all right we're done with Kiefer. wed bed behead If you don't know who King Henry VIII is, you're just going to have to look him up. I'm not explaining it. He had a lot of wives. He wedded them. He bedded them. And then he, you guessed it, beheaded them. No. Which is how the name came. (laughs) No. Stop it. Google Anne Boleyn and you'll, it'll save you so much. Honey, I've seen the other Boleyn girl. You think I need to Google that knap? Here we go. Brad Pitt, George Mm -hmm. Clooney, Matt Damon. All right. Well, I have been on very good authority. Not like there's anything wrong with this, but I have heard from many people that Matt Damon is gay. Therefore, <laughs> what I've heard he's like forever been gay and like it's just a thing in Hollywood that he's gay. I've heard that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not from Hollywood. I did don't Martin Short tell you that? No, Martin Short did not tell me that. But actually, a friend of my friend Emma Kula, who hung out with someone in L.A., told me that that's like common knowledge in L.A. I don't know. So let's see here. OK. Oh, fuck. I really. OK, I'm going to behead George Clooney. Don't find him attractive. It's fair. I'm going to have to fuck Brad Pitt. Because uh, he's the hottest. So you're marrying the gay Matt Damon? That is goals if I ever fucking heard one. <laughs> I had noodles in my mouth. I like, he is literally, like, if, okay, if he's not gay, love Matt Damon. Because I think Brad Pitt's a little bit weird, you know? Like, don't be, like, you were married to Angie, who is my role model. But, like, you're also, like, bizarre. I don't know. Something, and he's a cheater. Get out of here. Absolutely bizarre guy. Yeah, can 100% stand behind that. Where's Matt Damon? Anyone who's that good of an actor has to be a little bit fucked up in the membrane. 100%. Where's Matt Damon? Like, you know what? If he's gay, even better. Let's fucking, let's fucking watch Showboat and I'm going to fuck a bunch of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch you and your lover and I'm going to take a few lovers of my own and that's marriage, baby. That's I want to taste everyone before I die. <laughs> Tell me if you've heard this one before, Matt. I want to taste everyone before I die. <laughs> I bet Brad would have heard it. That's for sure. He's like, and she did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to marry Clooney because I just feel like, I don't know. All I right. feel like if he if he spoke to me to sleep every night with his beautiful voice, I'd love that. Steph, you and don't then- need to do that. Just watch medical videos. No one needs to <laughs> speak you to sleep. Okay, wait, actually, I don't really want to kill Matt Damon, but this gay thing is throwing me off because I don't want to, like, bang him if he's solely gay. And that you, doesn't... Okay, so I, you're... I want someone who's going to, like, think my body is a temple, you know? Yeah, so you don't want to you don't want to kill the gay guy, but you're going to have to, is what you're saying. Well, I love Matt Damon, so I would... I, uh, he might not be gay. I could be wrong. I just told I you know. I heard this <laughs> Well, that's that's not... I, I honestly like, just... I'm just conflicted because I want to marry Clooney, and I also love Matt Damon, so I feel morally obligated not to kill him, but I mm-hmm. want to fuck that brad pitt like that's who i want to yeah i want to you know if you get down on me i'll (laughs) get down on you brad (laughs) brad you heard that song my friend toured with prozac is that a good thing i don't know i don't (laughs) know like who's prozac i'll be like well they wrote that song i know that's not their song but (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a long story. You should listen to my podcast, Brad. <laughs> listen to my podcast. No more talking, Brad. Just down to business. Okay. Have you ever seen that awkward moment? Is that with uh, Haley Steinfeld or something? No. That's The Edge of Seventeen, I think. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> so unrelated what what's your thing fun fact Haley steinfeld stole my career we won't get into it okay but we stole you know, my career that's criminal of her i press charges <laughs> that bitch it's a, it's a long running joke in my family because i auditioned for true grit like what way back in the day oh that's very funny and she got she got the part, obviously. She's a really good actress. And then she got nominated for an Oscar. Ugh. So it started when we were watching the Oscars as a family. And it was like, Haley Steinfeld, true grit. And my sister turns to me and she goes, we could have been there, Stephanie. <laughs> Alex, you're so rude. <laughs> and so now every time we see Haley Steinfeld and stuff, it's like, uh, yeah. I, I, that should have been my part. Yeah. Or like she started releasing music. I was like, that's my thing, Haley. You got acting. You got to have acting. I get the music. And like... We we're both like brunette and like short and like this like not I know like, just, and I'm just like oh, that's just then she's in Pitch Perfect Ugh. and she's maybe dating Niall Horan. Have you seen my boyfriend? He is basically a Niall Horan. Yes, from I Canada. have, and I listened to your <laughs> podcast yesterday, and I agree with you. He is very similar looking to Niall Horan, and that's why you had to choose him. But like, don't be an idiot. Everybody is fucking Harry Styles. Like, Everyone's literally, crazy. don't be an idiot. Like, please, I don't want to hear anything more about this Niall shit. You're dating someone that looks like Niall. Do not deny the truth, please. Do you want to be a fucking podcaster with integrity or do you want to be a fucking liar that everybody knows is lying? You know what? Think when you're drinking rosé mixed with gin, sometimes the details get a little hazy. Was that like a French 75? No, it was my juniper rosé cocktail from my last episode. Oh, juniper rosé? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's so rude. I love juniper (laughs) rosé. Shut the fuck up. You come to Cocktails and Contemplation. You don't even have a cocktail. I know. I'm actually the worst, I guess. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. We're getting real here. Steve Buscemi, Mm. Woody Harrelson, and Michael Scott era Steve Carell. All right. No. Specific to the early seasons. This is literally no problem for me. I am killing (laughs) Michael Scott instantly. I am fucking steve buscemi and i am marrying woody harrelson i are do you have an attraction to woody harrelson yeah well obviously woody harrelson i thought that was like a bit of a i was like i'm gonna throw one good one do you think steve buscemi's hot no stephanie i have eyes obviously i don't think (laughs) he's hot but like i really don't think steve carell is hot at all like i couldn't picture i couldn't picture doing anything with that man whereas steve buscemi it's like yeah i could get down with a freak (laughs) (laughs) i'm probably yeah honestly i i'm gonna double down on exactly what you said because like there's no scenario where i'm not marrying woody harrelson Mm -hmm. like he is just an incredible individual i'm obsessed with him sexy 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 um okay okay it's okay if you don't want to fuck steve buscemi it's okay not everybody can do it I think if I was drunk enough, I could do it. Like, if I down this bottle of tequila, I could do it, you know? Well, do you have to down a bottle of tequila to fuck Michael Scott? (sighs) Yeah. 
like in both <laughs> in both cases, I don't want to do any mouth stuff with either of them, like kissing included. Like n- yeah. no mouth stuff with either of them. You know, yeah. like that doesn't I don't want that to happen. So Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's I don't want to kiss them. I don't wanna I think I could do like I think <laughs> I could do Steve Buscemi just like sixty nine, like let's not look at each other. Let's just do this. <laughs> I just like I just feel like his dick is so reptilian. Like, I don't know why I think Oh, that. my God. Yeah, probably. He's still like, he, And, like, especially Randall from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, that, if that's not what his dick looks like, like... That is, like, the go-to picture for anything uncomfortable. Just, like, you're being really, like, Randall from Monsters, Inc. right now. Like, his body's always, like... <laughs> Invisible, just watching you in the bathroom. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I can see you, Steve. You're not Randall. Get out of the bathroom. Be scarier to have Steve Buscemi in your closet than Randall. A hundred percent. At least Randall, you'd be like, it's an alligator. Get a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alligator. Get a shotgun. Yeah, no problem. I have a shotgun on deck. Who am I kidding? We're in Canada. No one has guns. No one. Okay, uh, should we do one more? Sure, let's do one more. Okay. Um, Eminem. Mm. Akon. Mm-hmm. P. Diddy. Okay, no problem. I, I already know mine, yeah. All right, I am fucking Eminem. Big time. Okay. Like, like, can't marry the guy, though. He's a little bit unhinged. Oh, he's crazy. And he's I, a kid. Can't and he's that. got a kid. I think all well, of them Well, I think all of them have kids, kids yeah. That's okay. I would marry P. Diddy. Because mm-hmm. just good times had all around with P. Diddy. I would and absolutely marry P. Diddy. I'd have to be head Akon, mainly because it's not because I don't love Akon's music, because I really do. But mainly I found out, well, this like Twitter was roasting him when Akon decided to like do a collab with Takashi69 and produce his last song. Like Takashi69's last song was produced okay. by Akon. And okay. <laughs> Twitter was like just roasting him, being like, why are you working with this guy? And I have to agree because Takashi 69 is actually a full blown criminal who pays for all his streams. And why would Akon work with him? And for that reason, he is beheaded in my books. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah. I did not know that. I appreciate being educated. Yeah. Despite that sexy bitch, I'm still going to fuck Akon. What what was that? Something just started playing in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Steph just jumped a mile into the air. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that was super weird. Very weird. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to marry P. Diddy. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to fuck Akon and I'm going to kill Eminem. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. That's your prerogative. I've never been that. that into Eminem. I do like, obviously he has bangers. Like, love the way you lie. Not afraid. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, like he's a really really talented guy i've just never really vibed his music like a lot of my friends like ride or die eminem and i've just never never been that oh also p diddy and get him to the greek (laughs) like oh yeah true p diddy's also fun like he's a fun guy you'd have some fun with him he's a good time i really think that me and p diddy would be a dynamic duo yeah i think so too and man he's like good enough for jennifer lopez he's good enough for me man (laughs) i think they dated (laughs) that's how i'm i don't know she's been engaged five times so it's really hard to keep track and now she's dating A-Rod. Yeah. And I respect that. If he treats her like a queen, that's what she deserves. I love her. This has been lots of fun. Lots of fun. This I wish you were here with me in real life because I then know. I wouldn't have drank this tequila by myself. I but know. I know. 
It is what it you is. You know what? You know? Next time. I will, like, maybe season two, like, I'll have more to talk about and we'll actually have a drink in person. And that would be nice. I would love to have you on season two. I think that'd be really fun, too, because in a year from now, like, our careers could be completely different. And I, you know, and who knows where That is at. the goal. I hope that for you. And I hope that for me, too. And I hope this podcast does very well for you because you're doing a very good job. Thank you very much for saying that. I really appreciate yes, it. Yes, you're very natural. I, I, I respect this. I, I don't think I could do it, but good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> um, so this has been Sam Dahl, incredible grunge pop queen from your nightmares. Follow me and, on Spotify, guys. It really helps the metrics. <laughs> and it's Sam underscore doll with a zero, right, on Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her handle. So you can find her there. If you follow Cocktails and Contemplation, I'll promote the fuck out of her for a few weeks a week uh, two weeks you know what do I whatever guess. you think is fair i will promote the fuck out of you regardless um check out her blog it's resurrected back from the dead mm. and her music and is there anything else you want to say promote no just thank you so much for having me i had a great time yay thank you for coming on i really appreciate it and uh working working with me in the uh remote the the like virtual interview mm-hmm very strange and i appreciate you scheduling this amongst all of our busy schedules oh our very busy schedules absolutely always time for you stuff thank you all right okay we will take care and hopefully see you guys soon ciao